self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am not a slave master also known as calamity red we'll see about that whatever we are Conversation Con Artists back for another fantastic episode. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is ConversationConArtists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. So we got some stuff. We do have. We some got stuff. some tweets, and we got a letter. We do. Uh, we got a tweet from Miss Buns. Omg at Mister On Point. Dialogue on Remy and Kingston had me in tears this morning at Red Calamity. Hashtag We Were Wolves. Oh my god! Followed up by Shogun. That's him all the time. Laughter. Um. Listen, I I know I kind of went hard on um dog owners not necessarily dog owners but dog existence <laughs> you know uh and i don't want anybody to feel bad and feel you know any kind of way about my dialogue i hope it didn't hit you too hard um i don't feel bad <laughs> i mean i just wanted to follow that up by saying the the best thing you can do is just be the best slave master you can possibly be <laughs> i am not a slave master. you are a slave master what are you talking about those dogs run my house like i get up because of them they like at seven o'clock in the morning on a saturday i'm up because of them who who in control i'm sure some slavery was better than other <laughs> slaveries shit i'm sure some masters gave they slaves more than other masters gave they slaves listen it don't change slavery listen y'all we were out in homewood on yesterday which today is sunday so this was saturday and one of the little restaurants over there was having some kind of event where people could bring their dogs and when i tell you he went in on these dogs now i i to, to his defense they i guess they was putting like the little halloween costumes on the dogs and shit now that i ain't with i'm not with that at all it was a dog with a hot dog costume i was okay till i saw his ass <laughs> i mean i was going in but when i saw that nigga i was like this shit this is the fucking this is the baseline this is the floor this shit hit the bottom they had a weenie dog what they call a fucking weenie dog dressed up like a hot dog like one that's cliche two you the fuck you a fucking fucked up slave master then another dog came and they put his costume on him when they got outside the car the one that made a pumpkin out of he looked real unhappy being a pumpkin and then it was one dog out there just not even trying to hit her on a sat down on sat down on the ground he was like fuck you he was like man fuck you brought me out here with all these goddamn dogs just like hot dogs and fucking pumpkins bitch we was wolves you got me out here in this motherfucking sun on some bullshit i don't want no fucking cookie treat he was not having Fuck. it. Her dog was not having it. He was trying to get away from her ass. <laughs> Listen, the best thing y'all can be is just good slave masters. And be the best slave master you can be. Be the slave master that's better than all of the other ones. Don't abuse your dogs. Give your dogs the best treats you can find. You know, I know they be having like bull horns and shit you can buy and Ant, you know antlers and um dry yeah. dry livers and dry internal organs and shit yeah. like give your dog some animal you know what i'm saying be the best slave master you can be don't just keep giving that motherfucker 
uh, caked up wheat and cookies and cornmeal ground up and they get bully sticks. I don't do uh, rawhide's not good for dogs. I know rawhide ain't good for them because but that shit'll I, break up and yeah. fuck up their internal organs. So I they get bully sticks, which is easier for them to digest. But they get treats. And, listen, them dogs living better than I am. Hell. No, they're not. They are. They ain't free. <laughs> you free. If I set so, them little niggas free right now, they both be dead before the end of the day. That's because they ain't wolves no more. <laughs> that's because we don't took them out of their natural habitat where they could. We talked about this yesterday. We if, did. if Kingston got lost in the woods and fell in a hole, he'd be dead. That nigga would die in a week. He wouldn't know how to fucking get out of a little hole in the ground. We fucked them up. Okay? <laughs> But so this is as free as they can be considerate. Because if you set all the dogs free, it's going to be a bunch of dead-ass dogs Oh, considerate is a convenient-ass word. <sighs> I bet slave owner said that shit to black folk. I mean, goddamn, they're, they're good considering. You know, I mean, goddamn. Clearly, they got to live on the property. But considering, <laughs> they could be out there not getting shot by goddamn Jimbo. Because we don't like niggers. Hell, considering, this is a good setup. Of course, considering is a convenient ass word. Yeah, they are good considering that we don't fuck their ass up I for hundreds of generations. No, I had nothing to do with that. Okay. Now uh, you sound like a damn white person. <laughs> now you sound like a damn white person. When we talk about some shit that ancestors did, they be like, well, they want, I ain't do it. That don't have nothing to do with me. Now, how you feel? You got to adjust your view of owning a dog or you got to adjust your view of white slavery. It's not <laughs> slavery, though. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> My dogs are living a good-ass life. And, not, I mean, y'all aren't going to care about this. I'm excited. A bitch got a new job. So the goal for 2020 is a backyard so these little niggas can run around and be out in the wilderness and out my house. Look, I'm going to tell y'all this. If y'all so see fit and you want to see how well this conversation still fits in the context of white people history, (laughs) start this episode over right now. And every time Red say dogs, replace that with slaves. (laughs) It shit going to fit fucking perfectly. And you just gonna justify why it happened, just like white people were like, well, they, they got somewhere to live. They got food. We feed them. We give them cloths to put on. They got a job that gives them purpose. They can go to church on Sundays and praise the white Jesus that we gave to them. They got so much shit, and they have the audacity to want to run away. Like you took your dog off a leash, that nigga will run away. You might never see him again. No, cause I didn't. <laughs> I've opened the door and not realized I have a fence that I put up to keep them from running off. Ribbon went to the step, looked at me, and when I said, get back here, he just came on back. He ain't even run off. He don't even, and Kingston don't even go, like, if you let him outside, he just be sitting outside the door like, bitch, let me in. If if everybody right now who got dogs went to the door and let their dogs go Some of them run away. It's more Harriet Tubman's than it is Aunt Jemima's. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that. My dogs are not Aunt It's more is more Uncle Tom's, is more Nat Turner's than Uncle Tom's. Them niggas is leaving. They are not. They ain't coming back because that's they trying to be free. Both of my dogs have had opportunities to run off if they were gonna do it, and they haven't. Like if I let them out, they just come. They just gonna come back to where I'm at. I guess we know what your dogs is then. They're not Uncle Tom's and Aunt Jemima. They're gonna go tell tell the masters on Harriet Tubman's <laughs> and Nat Turner's. 
You know they planning a revolt there, so. <laughs> How do you know that word, boy? <laughs> what word, so? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I hate you. Revolt, nigga. I don't even know what that means. You been reading? <laughs> <laughs> what did Colin say? Can't even God be a good snitch. <laughs> uh, be a good slave master, everybody. <sighs> Jesus. But you are a slave master. I am not a slave master. <laughs> Colin Smith, episode 205, The Dark Meat Rises. I hate both of y'all. Hey, all I got is dark meat. No are we going to do, are, are we doing meat positivity for 2020 or is this just the 2019? I'm thing? doing meat positivity forever. Ah, fuck. Right. It ain't no point in time that's going to come where I'm going to be okay with a man being meat shamed and a man looking down on his life because his meat is not where it's supposed to be and where he wants it to be. Okay. <sighs> meat positivity, guys, be happy with what you got. And don't, hey, I'm, I got a new new component to meet positivity since you brought it up. Oh, new component to meet positivity. Listen, if you got a big meat, don't be comfortable in just that idea. That ain't enough by itself, okay? You still got work to do, sir. Meet positivity means valuing what you have. And value is not found in the size. Value is found in the package that comes along with that thing. Don't be the kind of man that a woman would rather be able to disconnect your meat and have that and not have the rest of you. Okay? <laughs> be whole. Make them want all of you. That is meat positivity. Okay? <laughs> meat positivity ain't just about meat. It's about me. <sighs> Nigga. <sighs> okay. It's not just about meat. It's about me. That is meat positivity. You gonna make a shirt? That's a quotable. Ah, fuck. Episode 205, The Dark Meat Rises. All right. What is up, y'all? If you're looking at the subject line, you guessed it. The meat is back in action. Oh, now on to the topics. Injury recovery. I said that, not him. One, the fake dreads cutting story. It is so unfortunate that this happened specifically because of what y'all said, that this messes up our chances at progress because people will use it as a blanket takedown of everything we're trying to do. If she were my child, I'd make her write a 10-page essay on civil rights, racial injustice, and the consequences of false reporting. Um, I'm still so... Would that be with me. an ass whooping? I hope so. I don't even know how I, I, don't even know how I feel about ass whoopings. Like, I don't know if I'm really going to have corporal punishment if I can avoid it. So, the what I always tell, because I <laughs> teach anger management or used to um, teach anger management for parents that have lost custody. Corporal punishment can't be your only fucking go-to. That, that, that's how I view it. I, I don't see in the big scheme of things it being an issue, but if that's the only thing that you know to do with your kids is to hit them, one... That shit don't work for every child. Like, it just doesn't. I have three brothers. Me and two of my brothers, we didn't like getting whooping, so that was enough of a deterrent. But my brother Mike didn't give a good goddamn about getting his ass whooped because she would whoop him and he gone about his business. So that shit didn't work. Whooping him did nothing. And if she had only had that and didn't have any other disciplinary tools, she'd have fucking killed my brother because she'd have been beating him so much all the goddamn time. So... I think that you that you can't have a catch-all. You can't just whoop your kids. Like, 
I don't think that that should be the first thing that you go to and it shouldn't be definitely shouldn't be the only thing you go to because what if you have a child that don't respond to that because exactly. some kids be like shit okay she gonna hit me and I'm going about my business like a whooping last two minutes <laughs> like if your kid don't ain't scared of getting hit then what what you got that was like with my mama at a certain point whooping me and my brother because my brother was six eight six seven when he was in high and that's school that's another thing what, what happened and when they i get was already I'm a, I'm a i was the teen version of being as big as i am now you mm-hmm. know my bones are small and shit like that like i wasn't grown grown but mm-hmm. i was much bigger than her and at a certain point her whooping us was just like she might have been whooping the wall exactly because we were just standing there looking at her <laughs> like <laughs> we just standing there staring at her ass like and she never would escalate it. So she would do her thing and then I guess go to her room and feel like she did something. But like, we like, that one shit. That's, and that's another thing. It, your kid, what happens when your kid get to be the size that you are? Because it's coming. You know what I'm saying? So then what? And are you going to hit them more? Are you going to hit them harder? And that's part of how a lot of these parents end up with me having to do anger management is because that's what ends up happening. You hit your kid five times, that shit don't work. Instead of saying, maybe the whoopings don't work, I'm going to hit him ten times and I'm going make to make those ten licks harder. Maybe that, you know what I'm saying? Like they escalate it until it gets out of hand. You see your kids at school with bruises and shit. Now you got DHR in your business. So that cannot be your only go-to it don't need to be the first thing that you go to because if it's the only thing that you have if you have a child that that does not work for and there are a lot of kids that that shit don't work for or when that child get to be bigger than you what what you gonna do then y'all gonna be in there tussling <laughs> yeah you're gonna throw punches on them and uh you're gonna realize that that's child abuse exactly and you know child abuse impacts a lot more than just that child if you get uh what the word they use it's not indicted it's not oh um, indicated indicated when you get indicated of child abuse Mm -hmm. oh say goodbye to any jobs that you wanted with kids you ain't finna be no paraprofessional at no school because that's gonna be in your background for you're not about to go to no daycare centers if your kid got a daycare center you ain't going to the shows you ain't going to none of that shit like, and if anything happened to any of the kids in your family, you're not going to be able to be guardian. You know, and if you just having an issue with your older kid, but your younger kids, um, you don't have an issue with them, you are risking your younger kids getting removed from the home. Yep, because they remove everybody. For that everybody. same situation. Yep. So, it just isn't worth it. So, what I always tell parents, and like, I know because a lot of us grew up in a time where parents, that's all they did really was whoop our asses that, you know, you feel like that's what you're supposed to do. That that does not need to be the only thing that you do. And it don't need to be the first thing that you go to. Because you would be surprised at how there are so many other ways to discipline a child and get them <laughs> to to give you the behavior that you want that don't include whooping their ass. So it's not necessary all the time. But I would have whooped her ass. The, the girl that lied about that would have been an ass whooping. That would have been an ass whooping that day. I feel like that was rose to the levels of needing that <laughs> the fuck is you out here doing and for everybody that kept saying that maybe the she recanted because um the school paid her parents off well, if that's the case that's really fucking sad from the parents perspective if you were willing what what how you put a price on your child's peace of mind and self-esteem and all of these other things like I don't think there's an amount of money I would take for that. So I got a new scenario that I thought about after we had the show. Okay. What if there were two options on the table? What if because the powers that be were in front of you, 
saying that we're either going to pay you for you to recant this story or we're going to just ruin y'all's lives by discrediting you and spreading falsehoods and things. So if it was going to come to them trying to fuck your life up anyway and just taking the money, you know, like one of those old traditional situations where it's like we tried it the easy way. Now we're going to try it the hard way. So what happens if my daughter go to college and get raped by a football player and the, te and the, the team won't he, – he's a star football player. They're going to pay her off. Like I don't want to set a precedent that your pain has a price. And so if they if they threatening to, to do this and that, then you need to just take the money. Because there could be other instances in that child's life where that comes up. I don't want to be – have set that precedent for the, for the kid. Like I would probably fight it. I'm just stubborn. <laughs> you know me. You I'm stubborn as fuck. And I I believe in taking the path of least resistance. No, but I just, I feel like that could lead to so many, uh, because, it, you know, shit like that happens. Girls get get sexually assaulted on college campuses because that boy has something to do with the, whether it be he on the football team, the basketball team, or whatever, you have people coming, you know, telling you that you need to just not say anything. You know what's sad about the scenario you're giving? What? It turns out that way anyway. It does with, without without a predisposition of it does having lied before. The outcome is that a woman who ain't never been a liar on on film or yeah. on, on an article or, or in a situation still don't get believed. Man, that's fucked. It up. It is fucked up. That's bad. But see, but that's so because I think I'm thinking long term you know when i send my kid out into the world i just in good conscience wouldn't be able to do that i would want them to see me fight even if they did somehow discredit me and you know that these motherfuckers really did this shit and you saw your mom go to bat for you regardless of how it turned out she didn't just roll the fuck over that's what that would be the lesson i would be trying to give to them i would fight it mm. But I'm stubborn. So. I'm gonna, look, I'm going to start early in my kids' life by starting them. I'm going to sit them all down and be like, hey, kids, right and wrong is on a whole scale of gray. <laughs> <laughs> there is no such thing as an absolute right and an absolute wrong. <laughs> Ethics plays into it. Morals play into it. it context yeah. plays into it. Your faith plays into it. It's so many things that plays into what we would consider right or wrong mm -hmm. that we need to get this shit we need to rip that band-aid off early. Like, I'm sure, see, my mama, when it talks about how much she had us in church, mm -hmm. I know my mama kind of really want us to believe what she believes. Yes. And what uh, faith believes. Yes. You know, but the message she gave us was that love your neighbor, love everybody. And she, she implemented that in her life. Mm -hmm. I've never seen her interact with a gay person in, at all in my life. I don't know how. Well, we didn't spend that much time with mama outside of church. It was yeah. just in church. She was working and we was at home. Or we were doing something church related. We mm -hmm. would go to the nursing home and sing. Or we'd be at revival. Or we'd be at another. So, so everything we did was church. So she didn't really travel out in a lot of environments for us to see her interact with a gay person. But I know she got a problem with, you know, my, my take. my Me being an ally to a lot of these communities. And probably not a big problem. Because now she, I know she do interact and deal with gay people. Um, but like my mama's so caught up in, uh, she's so caught up in her spirituality. Like she, she said that, um, so she got a new job. Mm -hmm. Uh, she quit her job at Walmart because it looked like she, she technically retired, yeah. but she don't get nothing from the retirement. It's basically once you put in 20 years at Walmart, you can retire, but not that retirement where you get, you know, money, money from month. it or That's anything bullshit. like that. So 
she left because Walmart do this every now and then, every five or six years. They have like a a purge. Mm-hmm. People who have topped out of their pay, mm-hmm. which is usually older employees. Mm-hmm. If they've been there for like 20 something years, they get paid like 16 and $17 an hour, mm-hmm. which Walmart topped out a, a long time ago, you know, where they created new rules where you can't make over a certain amount. And that amount is high. That's my amount was double that. It's different now because they starting to transition into $15 hour minimum wages in some places. Mm-hmm. But every, every four or five years, they, Start writing up the older people. Start getting a paper trail. And my mm-hmm. mama just said she's going to leave before that happens. So she got a new job. And the, the owner was, uh, or the uh, GM was gay. And she called me and told me, the Lord told me that I need to tell him about what happens with homosexuality in the Bible. And I was like, no, mama, please. Absolutely not. Don't fucking. Her GM? Dude, she was finna leave anyway. Like, she was finna quit because. He was he was just being rude, and it was another dude that, that was fucking her job up or whatever. But she was going to leave, but she was like, the Lord told me not to leave until I talk to him about this. And I'm like, so I understand she 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 her faith has really infiltrated her uh, reasonability when it comes to the gay community. Yeah. But like her raising us with the message of love, we can't turn that shit off now. Yeah. You know, so it's really important of whatever you want your children to believe, you got to start that shit early. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise you're going to have a kid. And I don't want my kid to believe nothing particularly. I just want my child to understand the nuance in everything. I want my kids to understand that there's a big ass scale on a wide range of shit. And as a family, this how we deal with shit. But at some point you might branch off and think differently than, than me and your family. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, that's kind of going how, how my dialogue going to be. But like, if I had, I just, I, whew, it's just a, working in the mental health field with kids. Mm-hmm. I have a specific scale upon there is a group of kids that I do not want to fucking deal with. Yeah. As a, as a, a parent. And the first one is sociopath. Who, I do geez. not want to deal with no non empathy, sticking firecrackers in a cat's booty ass kid. <laughs> I do not want to deal with no kid. I, I got a call the other day from a pediatrician with a kid that they say was pulling chickens off the head of pulling heads off chickens in the community. And I'm like, what man, kind of shit is that? I, that parent boy, I would not want to be that fucking parent, bro. Fuck. Um, but, I got a story actually about a sociopathic nine year old later on. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and uh, and so I don't want to deal with that kid. Um, I don't want to deal. I hate to say it like this, but I don't want to deal with a kid with uh, with low IQ, like low low IQ. Yeah. You know, like it's like man, below it's, average. Yeah, low average, below average. It's, it's really hard. But but it's a whole range of kids that I was like, man, I could I could do without them kids, which is a big part of what makes it hard to want to be a parent. Cause you don't know what you're gonna get. It's a crapshoot. Roll the dice. Force gun, and then you don't know if you get something good, and then something fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like you got a good kid, you're going to, in the right path, and then boom, trauma. Yep. You know, like oh fuck. Like now you got a kid that's having flashbacks. That got goddamn imaginary friends and can't sleep at night. And yep. It's just so many things that make parenting risky. You know from as much as I've seen, and that's hard. Yeah. 
But we done subverted all the way away from this man's letter. So let's well, that was going. the first point. <laughs> first one. Two, Stacy Dash is Stacy Trash. Can we just outright cancel her now? Why do we even give her the time of day anymore? And I don't mean we as in the show. That part is obvious because the story is good show material, but LOL, but the general public. I think Stacy Dash is, I think people, because of how horrible she was when she was on Fox, people just like to see her downfall. Like, <laughs> I think I think that's that's what it is. I think that's why it's still news because people just like like what uh when she got fired and Angela Angela Yee Angela Rye Angela Rye Angela Rye was like <laughs> oh yeah and then everybody else on the show wanted to get all self righteous. Well, I don't support the downfall of any other black. Yeah, get the fuck out of there. Fuck her. Shut up. <laughs> Shit. But I think that she April just Ryan. she just. <laughs> creates such an anger in people that as long as it's her downfall like as long as the shit not going well for her people gonna talk about it nobody wants to hear her do well not in the black community anyway but but if it's bullshit like her getting arrested for whipping up on her white husband yeah it's gonna people talk about that or her ass getting fired from fox when she was out here caping hard as a motherfucker for them yeah, people gonna talk about that. Black people are expendable when it comes to Fox. We knew know. that. She act like she didn't know. They're chucking and jabbing for these motherfuckers. But anyhow, that's what I think it is. I just think that people, she she just embodies such an anger in folks that they want to see her down. What do you think about the rhetoric when it comes to black folks being so forgiving when it comes to white folks, but unforgiving when it comes to black folks? Do you think that's a thing? I mean, in some cases, it is. Um, I mean, the fucking judge in the Amber Geiger case. I don't think because she did. You see when she came back and said, "Oh, I, you know, I was just doing the good Christian thing." I wonder how many black folks that then came through her courtroom and been sentenced that she's given a hug and a, a Bible to because she it was the good christian thing to do like bitch bye i do think but I, it, that was what we call political posturing <laughs> like girl get out of here but i i don't know it it makes me upset because i especially like with black women it, it, there are instances where like people oh you're just talking down about another black woman but if she ain't shit and she out here fucking up i should be able to say that like i shouldn't have to i'm not i'm not gonna rally behind somebody that's fucking up i don't give a fuck what color they are so if, if my black sister's out here doing bullshit then i'm gonna talk about her doing bullshit but you have some people that are like that's what's wrong with our community we always putting each other down she out here doing fuck shit what are you talking about <laughs> like and if it was a white person doing this same fuck shit I would have the same goddamn thing to say. But there are people that are more forgiving of white people than they are black people within the black community. I And I think that it's just history. We've had to do that. We've had to be forgiving of, of issues that, that white people or, or things that white people have done. And I think it's just kind of hard to break that for some people. Because, like, I look... I don't feel sorry for Amber at all. And I was mad as fuck at that judge for doing that bullshit. Fuck her. Like, she gonna do her... Talking about she's seen so much, so much of a change in her. Get the fuck out of here. Girl, bye. 
you we so sometimes we're so forgiving she being in in that case being so forgiving i would love to know how many black people on her, her caseload that she's done that with that she felt like she she saw such a change and just wanted to send them off with a prayer and a bible fuck out of here Number three, racist symbols, specifically the OK symbol. So this one came from Trump. People use that symbol for white supremacy because A, it's what Trump does with his fingers when he talks, and B, they're white supremacists and Trump is racist. <laughs> That's all I got for this one. Also, Taylor Swift is trash, and Miley Cyrus needs to just get her back blown out and stop complaining about it. <laughs> Cheers, y'all. Colin. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Love the ending. Um, if I was with y'all, if I was with y'all at a you know a gathering, you and and government name and nerd plate, uh, shout out to those podcasts. Yes, uh, Cole Jackson and Shogun for the government name, Leroy Ketchum and Rockman Three K Three for the nerd plate. If we were all out and I started to like practice a new laugh. And you know we did something said something funny and i laughed like <laughs> like what would y'all do what like, the what, fuck what? is wrong with you well but that's my new laugh why is it your new laugh i, just, I wanted to try something different why i'm just you know shaking it up stirring the pot up a little bit that ain't it what would you do though like that, what i'm doing now that but ain't if it I, but if that's just just my new laugh was not make you laugh at all because i don't want to hear that shit. And be mad at anybody else. Stop making this nigga laugh. He don't That's even change his laugh. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. Don't make him laugh. I will have a little group me. Don't nobody make on point laugh. You know he got this new laugh. So y'all niggas, look, I know you like being funny and you like getting laughs, but not why he around, please. <laughs> okay, I'm practicing new laughs. We can continue. That one ain't it though. I'm just okay. So it's just an option. If that was an option, then that shouldn't be. <laughs> Just an, option. just an option you sound like a that's a rich monocle top hat laugh like yes! that's what i think of when i do it that's what it sounds like and that isn't really conducive to like regular life <laughs> it's not. i don't think it takes work it's like an intentional laugh yes it's like laughing when you know you want to show people that you're wealthy <laughs> you're not wealthy though i know <laughs> It's just I'm practicing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All I'm right. trying to see what feels natural. Okay. <laughs> well, I have a yacht. That ain't it. But all right. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of money. Thank you. Thank you, Colin, for the letter. If you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcardartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Car Artist, and send it to us that way. Uh, let me talk about this kid, man. This fucking kid. Uh, a nine-year-old has recently been charged with murder in connection to a fire that occurred in a mobile home back in April. The fire claimed the lives of five people ranging from the ages of one to 69. He intentionally set his house on fire with everybody in it and watched that bitch burn. That's the kind of kid I don't want to have. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't need that. I don't need no 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 arson happy kid out here that that ain't got no qualms about setting the house on fire with his whole family in there and watching the shit burn down like what the fuck kind of child of the corn like no no absolutely not no can you convict a nine-year-old of murder 
Yeah. Is he black? Um. What's his name? Nah, it, they, it's a, a nine-year-old. Oh, they can't talk about it. They ain't gonna put it. They can't say his name. They ain't gonna say. I mean, it's a trailer, so it could go either way. Because I, I would say white, but I lived in a trailer growing up, so it's possible that it's they could be black. But the child has been charged with five counts of first-degree murder, two counts of arson, and one count of aggravated arson. The child was accused of intentionally setting the fire with knowledge of people being in the home. Um, I you know. <sighs> I just <laughs> that's the kid I don't want to deal with the kid that'll that'll be like I'm burning everybody up tonight and you go to bed go to sleep grandma because 69 gotta be grandma in the house too we all in there sleeping shit and and he outside setting shit on fire and watching it burn and and knowing we in there knowing that we finna die and he fine with it no conscience this is not going to be the first time that you realize that your child was a fucking crazy psychopath murderer. What would you do when, when you do realize your child is like, what can you do? Because you can't fix that. <laughs> you can't fix it, but you don't sit there and fucking wait until he burn your house down with your ass <laughs> sleep in it. I tell you that goddamn much. I don't know what you do. But I know what you don't do. But I know you see warning signs. Like if he's pour his milk in his cereal bowl first and then pour the cereal in. White. They because they have a picture of the mom. Okay, it was in good. Chicago, so she's yeah. white. They're white. Um, the and mother that, says, uh, "Wait, the mother of a nine-year-old boy charged with murder in a fire that killed four of his relatives, and the mother's fiance said her son is not a monster. He made a a terrible mistake, bitch. Bye. <laughs> he made a mistake. I know that's your child. I get it. I get it, and I get it's hard for you to accept that little Timmy." You know, killed your fiance and your other kids and uh, maybe your mama. But <laughs> he made a mistake. He's not a monster. Girl, bye. <laughs> your kid is Chucky. You. <laughs> what? <sighs> people should instead pray that he gets the help he needs. It's Listen, people, listen. Psychopathy does not have a cure. <laughs> ain't a pill. You can't give somebody a conscience. That is something that you either have or you fucking don't. Or you running around the neighborhood pulling heads off of chickens and shit. <laughs> ain't no prayer for that. What are you talking about? He gonna end up killing her ass. He probably upset because he didn't get her. <laughs> Got everybody but her. What the fuck? Jesus. The decision to charge a nine-year-old with murder prompted concerns from juvenile justice advocates who said that children that young uh, have long been believed to need help rather than punishment. And that's true. But again, psychopathy does not have a cure. Him getting older isn't going to mean <laughs> he's just going to commit more heinous shit and get better at getting away with it. fuck is you talking about? It doesn't matter how serious the charge is. Neuroscience, brain development, all of it points to the fact that young children shouldn't be held culpable. I'm not saying there shouldn't be some sort of accountability, but they need services, not sanctions. And with certain things, I am in agreement. But um, him murdering his family? Eh. No. 
The child's aunt, whose two-year-old daughter died in the fire, said that she doesn't think probation would be sufficient punishment if there's a guilty verdict. She wishes the sentence would include the ten- Oh, so mama who lost her baby, like, lock his ass up. But the mother of him is like, he, he's not a bad kid. He, he is, you know, he made a mistake. Bitch, a bye. <laughs> that what his mama said. He's not a monster. Mistakes are made when you die in it, too. <laughs> if you watch that shit happen, then call nobody, then do nothing. <laughs> bro, this is a problem. Your kid is crazy as shit, Okay. She lost her two-year-old. So the woman who lost her two-year-old is like, fuck him, lock him up. But his mama's like, he made a mistake. He's, you know. Along with Rose, who was two, the dead included Jason Wild, 34, which was the mom's fiance, and two children, he and Katie Allwood had Damian Wall and Ariel Wall. Catherine Murray also died in the fire. The five deaths were ruled homicide by Woodford County Coroner. He sat there and watched this shit burn down. Alpha said her son suffered from schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and ADHD and took medication each morning. He does have a good heart, she said, sitting near a memorial flowers at the base of the tree near the scene of the fire. He helped feed his brother and sister. He teach them how to walk. Yes, he should be punished, but he needs mental help. That's what he needs. He do got a good heart. He loved Jason. What? He got a good heart. Yeah. A good heart to transplant into another motherfucking nine-year-old if that nigga having heart palpitations. Motherfucking feed his brothers and sisters. Probably feeding them niggas slow poisons, goddamn. She don't know what the fuck that little kid was doing when she wasn't watching. Hell. That's the kind of motherfucker that put razor blades and shit on the steps, on the things where you, the, uh, on the stairs when you're going up, the rails. That's the kind of motherfucker that do shit like that. Just be a public nuisance for violence. Just sit back and watch it. Oh, look at him. He about to grab it. Ah, oh, yeah. Fuck his hands up. And then he got AIDS. <laughs> Sociopaths, man. Shit's crazy, man. And movies, movies like um, over magnify what a sociopath look like. You know, because it makes the movies make sociopaths look so much more identifiable. Yeah. You know, sociopath, sociopathy and psychopathy starts off as conduct disorder. Mm-hmm. And when you threw it this story, I'm going to talk about conduct disorder. Okay. Um, they have been out there 13 different times with that family. Who? Uh, what the Dyfus? Oh, shit. That's uh, child protective services for other states. Yeah, like they, it, it's called some everywhere. Some people call it DIFUS. Some people call it CPS. We call it DHR, but child protective. Thirteen times. I wonder if they had been out there thirteen times for that kid. Um, because when you're talking about a mixed family like that, man. Yeah, but the other kids in the family were two and one. Two and one. Mm-hmm. I wonder what else that kid's done thirteen times worth of being called at nine years old where he's at like what has he done 13 times and like i said i can't tell you what i would do but i tell you i wouldn't goddamn get let him get 13 times a <laughs> dhr called on him to the point of burning our ass alive the fuck no i don't know what to do but i know that i'm one finna die in that fire hell no you watch people like I, again i just want everybody to think about how you feel i've seen like shit be on fire you know what i'm saying it's a horrible feel it ain't even my shit but i, I think about the loss that those people have 
and you know how difficult that's going to be that's what empathy is this kid doesn't have that and so he just said watch this shit burn just conscience free <laughs> there's no way I, oh. jesus he's nine he's nine and he's killed five people at the age of nine where he gonna be at at 19 <laughs> god damn like mm-mm mm-mm Mm-mm. talking about he made a mistake setting a house on fire and watching it burn and not attempting to get any help is not a mistake ma'am <laughs> could have been a mistake um the fire could have been a mistake everything subsequently was not <laughs> but given his predisposition it's likely that the fire wasn't a mistake either no he probably set that fire and he just let it burn and his folks died and uh that's unfortunate it's very unfortunate but what I wanted to talk about, since we're going down this path of dialogue, and since those of you listening, some of you have children, I'm just gonna talk about conduct, conduct disorder. disorder. And I'm gonna talk to, I'm gonna tell y'all what the DSM says. Now the DSM is not a be all end all. You have this if these things are being experienced. Yes. The DSM for mental health professionals is just a guide that groups up different behaviors and gives us. A pathway to treatment yes so it's not meant to be a oh shit i've read these things you're this you've got schizoid personality disorder like it, it ain't that simple because the thing is a lot of the the diagnoses you can look at them and find like one or two that might be like shit that sound like me exactly <laughs> there's a lot of diagnoses that you could diagnose yourself yeah you know that's why people say don't go to this don't go read don't that go shit yourself read, no. looking for for what's going on nope um that being said if any of these overlap with your kid this does not mean that your kid has conduct disorder but it don't necessarily mean your kid don't have conduct mm -hmm. disorder i'm just giving y'all how many because you have to have so many out of so is it five or nine usually it's five or nine five to nine what Five of nine. You know you had to have so many of them before you would be diagnosed with it anyway. It should be talking about it in this, but uh, I'm just going to read it. Okay. It, it ain't really being that specific. Okay. A, a repetitive and persistent pattern of behavior in which the basic rights of others or major age-appropriate societal norms or rules are violated. As manifested by the presence of three or more of the following criteria in the past 12 months with at least one criteria present in the past six months. Um, aggression to people and animals. One, they often bully, threaten, or intimidate others, often initiates physical fights, has used a weapon that can cause serious physical harm to others, has been physically cruel to people, has been physically cruel to animals, has stolen while confronting a victim, has forced someone into sexual activity. Next is the destruction of property. Uh, that was one through seven. Destruction of property is number eight and nine. Has deliberately engaged in fire setting with the intention of causing serious damage. Has deliberately destroyed others' property. That's number eight and nine. 10, 11, and 12 is deceitfulness or theft. Has broken into someone else's house, building, or car, often lies to obtain goods or favors to avoid obligations, and has stolen items of non-trivial value without confronting a victim. 10, 11, and 12. That was 10, 11, and 12, wasn't it? Okay, they recopied that. It's, that's an accident. 
Uh, the next one is serious violation of rules, 13, 14, and 15. Often stays out at night despite parental prohibitions beginning before the age of 13 years. Has run away from home overnight at least twice while living in parental or parental surrogate home. And is often truant from school beginning before age of 13 years. Um, B, the disturbance in behavior causes clinically significant impairment in social, academic, or occupational functioning. Uh, and it go, goes into some more. But, like, you, I want y'all to understand that you can see how easily behaviors can get grouped into a category that make your child look like they may be a psychopath when they could be modeling these behaviors. Mm -hmm. They could be just practicing a few of these. Some of them might be misunderstandings. Like it's so many things. So like, I don't, I'm saying this to say that our society and the way movies are written makes detecting a sociopath or a psychopath seem so clear. And it's not, it's not, it's not very clear. Mm -mm. And in our society, we have a lot of functional psychopaths. We have people who don't have that empathy who has, uh, has, uh, I mean, there's a whole list of things that you call a psychopath, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people who have that brain, but they can still exist and work. When you're talking about CEOs and politicians, the instances of psychopathy raises to about 21% because you're talking about people who don't care about their, uh, other people. Yep. So if you're talking about a CEO of a big company, they may not care about the client base or the companies when they make some decisions. You go back and you think about like BP and how they were laxing on the rules and how a big explosion happened, the oil explosion, mm -hmm. and people died. And it's like they made decisions to avoid that. So if you got somebody at the top who don't empathize, who is making those decisions, that's a problem. But the way that those people get to those positions is that when you look at psychopathy, those people are very determined. Those people are narrow-minded to reaching their goals. They are very persistent about reaching their goals. So if you got somebody that's a functional psychopath who can get shit done, yeah. it makes sense how they can move up easily because mm -hmm. they also don't care about who they got to stab in the back or to who they got to step on top of yeah. to get there. So it makes sense that that kind of mindset, when it's functional, will get up to those positions, which means the CEOs and the politicians that are running our world how many of them are really genuine and how many of them really don't give a fuck, but they just have the tools that they uh, need to get to that platform that they have. Yeah. That shit's wild. It is. While we're talking about companies that don't care and talking about kids, if you have a child, I feel like I'm one of them late night commercials that have been taking Risperdal or Risperdone, might want to be careful with that shit. Johnson and Johnson got sued for was it eight million, eight billion dollars? I eight, think it might have been billion. It may have been billion dollars because Risperdal and I saw this years ago, and they are just now settling this case. Risperdal, one of the side effects if you have male children is that it, they can grow breast. Now, the lawsuit is stating that Johnson and Johnson underplayed the extent or underplayed the prevalence of this particular side effect and so there and risperdal is it's a antipsychotic but it's prescribed for a lot of different reasons that have nothing to do with being antipsychotic the uh, kid in, in uh, question that did the lawsuit he's 26 now he had started taking risperdal at the age of nine and he has autism it's supposed to help with the irritability that comes um autistic kids 
they have an order they have a schedule and they get very irritable and very upset when things don't go as, exactly as it's supposed to and so apparently i didn't know this risperdal has been prescribed to help with the irritation associated with autism he took risperdal for 10 years and he's got boobs now damn so just be you know i you have to be mindful anytime somebody wants to prescribe something to your child i don't tell you not to if if the doctor feels like there's something you know this will be beneficial not gonna tell you just to be like he not taking that shit but you do need to have an idea of what your kid is taking because there's a lot of these uh mental health medications that get prescribed and parents just doing it because the doctor said to take it and then next thing you know boobs just be mindful. <laughs> I feel like I might take some high school titties for an eight eight billion dollar payoff later. <laughs> I just have to get that surgery, goddamn. I'm just you know that's you know, that's the poverty mindset. Like, <laughs> I'm up. willing to accept some bullshit to get some loot, okay? <laughs> I'm just telling you that. That was last week when I was asking about the kid and the dreads and like Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look, there's there's a threshold of where I will accept some bullshit for the amount of money I get back for it. I'm sorry, man. God damn, I grew up poor. I don't help know. Me. I, there, I my principal can be purchased. <laughs> I tried to find a picture of him. I just wanted to see like how bad his boobs are, but there's no pictures of him um, that I found. But yeah, just make sure you know what you're taking and what your kid is taking. Make sure you have an understanding of it because that this was listed as a side effect, but it was way down on the list. The common side effects that were listed was like dizziness and drowsiness. It's like things that like, eh, that's okay. The breasts were way down the list. <laughs> and he's not the only person. Like I said, that you know how they had them little quiet ass commercials late at night. If you or somebody you know took Risperdal and now has breasts, please call the law firm of blah, 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 blah. I saw a commercial. So he ain't the only one. He's the one that sued them. And he sued them in 2013, and they're just now settling this shit. In 2019, it took six years for them to settle this shit. And they are a, still prescribing Risperdal. So. I wonder if he had to pull his shirt up and show his titties. <laughs> the, I doubt it. Why? Why would he have to show them? They got to prove that he this man got titties. had probably statements from a doctor. I seriously doubt he in the courtroom flashing everybody. What the hell is wrong? It ain't flashing unless it you is. do it when people don't expect it. That's what flashing is. As a juror, if people expect it, it's just showing. As a juror, I would not expect to go to a court case and have somebody lift their shirt up to show me their boobs. <laughs> that would be unexpected, and I would I would count that as flashing. That is not the expectation during a criminal court case or a, a not a, court, a criminal. Uh, well, how do we know when he ain't got little water bags trying to make them look bigger than they was? Even though we got the list from the, the notes from the doctor. Ain't nobody finna make that child. He already is suffered what? enough. He's got boobs. <laughs> He's an autistic. He, first of all, you know what I would do if he... I was close to getting eight billion dollars to make sure that shit is solidified. <laughs> He's autistic, though. I don't think that he probably... His parents, maybe, but he probably ain't thinking along no line. He just upset he got boobs. I don't know how... I don't know where on the spectrum of autism he is, so I don't know. But uh, apparently bad enough on the spectrum that they prescribed him Risperdal to take for irritation. Shit. I wonder how big they are. <laughs> oh, we ain't got I'm no double D. fat man's been dealing with titties for a long time, yeah, and I ain't got no damn $8 billion. He may not be fat. And he may have double D's. That's why I'm asking what they look like. I would like, I mean, not for no 
sexual erotic pleasure. <laughs> but I just want to know what's the difference between, you know, regular men. Like, did they have to test the amount of fat to his body fat ratio to determine that this would be considered breasts that, you know, are caused by this increase in this particular hormone that did this? Or, like, is there... Is there a test that they have to determine that this is a breast versus? Because I've seen some dudes who are relatively skinny that got some pokers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'd be like, them don't look right. <laughs> them don't look right. Your family must, you got must got a whole family of women with big titties. So even little men got like what would look like boobies. He was still a teenager when they, because it was 2013. He's 26 now. Well, he's about 20 when he sued him. So, that's, why, that's why I think it's important that we know what they look like. Do, do he got hang time or... They look convincing enough that he got $8 billion. That's how about that? So all I'm saying is, <laughs> if I had to put some water bags to make it look like, if I knew they weren't going to make me lift up my shirt in court... Not in court, but I'm sure that the defense... I'm sure Johnson & Johnson has had him... Uh, checked by their own doctors it's no need for in the courtroom because I'm sure he's been examined outside of the courtroom and the doctor's reports are what you get in the court not him flashing folks so I'm sure Johnson and Johnson had their doctor look at him and they just determined he has titties now I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying Johnson and Johnson ain't come, it took them six years to agree to come up off of this they ain't just do this okay they I'm sure tried everything they could not to have to pay this boy Clearly, they didn't, still didn't want to pay him. No. Lawsuit, lo, lawsuits like that is the equivalent to, here, nigga, damn. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Always asking for shit. Here, nigga, damn. He go to goddamn $8 billion. <laughs> Titty boy. You know that's how they did that shit. Oh, that yeah, they mad as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Justin and Justin, please. Justin and Justin is one of the biggest uh, pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, I'm sure they real pissed off. Yeah. But... That, and that ain't the only thing they did. Like, no, they got they consumers got mesothelioma from baby powder. Yep, they got Asbestos a lot of was in that shit. Like, they got a lot of like on their side ventures. Yep, you know what I'm saying? It's they, like, hey man, we do medication, but like, we need to fuck with baby products. <laughs> I right, let's do that. Mesothelioma. Yeah, like again, one of them quiet ass commercials at night. If your child has contracted mesothelioma from using Johnson and Johnson's baby powder, please call. That's what I think gonna happen with vapes and um <laughs> vapes and energy drinks. Another one of them quiet commercials. Yeah, in thirty years, motherfuckers gonna have some new disease that motherfuckers gotta find out about, and it's gonna be because you were taking five hour energy shots <laughs> three times a day. <laughs> Nigga, you ain't even woke fifteen hours. Why you taking why you taking that many five hour energy shots? Why the fuck are you that sleepy? You need to get some rest. We don't have enough understanding of shit like that. Motherfucker be like, well, if I take 15 hours, if I take 15 hours worth of five-hour energy shots right now, damn, I'm going to be like the Hulk. I'm going to be like Popeye. No, you're going to be in the hospital because your goddamn heart rate is so high, it's about to stop being able to pump fucking blood in it. That's yep. what's about to happen to your ass. Like, we don't tell people enough. Like, vapes just, vapes came out and vapes was like, hey, Everybody, you want to quit smoking cigarettes, you well, get these vapes, and you can step down your nicotine to zero, you'll quit smoking. And now motherfuckers addicted to cigarettes and vapes. I literally had somebody come to me this week who smokes a pack of cigarettes a day. He had on two of those, uh, the not the stop smoking patches. He had the... Um, 
the nicotine gum and he said somebody just bought him a vape i was like you ain't supposed to do all of those things together <laughs> they're some, they're some, they're designed to help you stop smoking you can't do them all together he said well i'm down to a pack a day i was smoking more than that so it's working <laughs> i don't think vapes were designed to stop people from smoking i think it was designed to divert people from cigarettes to vape so i mean and, and, and when it comes to cigarettes vapes are less offensive like you can vape in places and you know what i'm saying yeah. like who the fuck I mean, I don't want to kiss nobody who done vape, who done smoked a cigarette. But if you just vape sour apple flavored nicotine, smells it tastes like sour. It's, I mean, damn, <laughs> like you ate this a ain't like you ate a jolly rancher. You know what I'm saying? Like what? So I think it was just to divert that shit. And yeah. at some point, it's a lot gonna, less offensive than smoking. We are gonna find out that shit done caused us some problems. Yeah. Um. So, Risperdal is a and um. What is it called? Antipsychotic. It's an atypical antipsychotic. Yeah. It's a specific type of antipsychotic. It's meant to treat um, psychotic disorders. Mm -hmm. Since we're on this path, I'm just going to give a little spill about, spoiler free spill about the Joker movie. Um, I like the Joker movie. It was a really good movie. It was a well acted movie. Um, I haven't seen it. And. I don't think it would have had a lot, all the controversy it had if it was not called Joker. If it was just called Psychotic Dude, <laughs> and um, and he dressed up like a clown and shit, then people would be like drawing parallels to it. Mm -hmm. And if it didn't have the DC lore and the characters and stuff in it, then I don't think it would, people would have made a fuss about it. People made a big fuss about it because, you know, it would channel, ideally, Joker that we know about. Mm -hmm. And he's been written about in a bunch of different ways, but nothing changes that he is uh, murderous and an abuser, domestic violence mm -hmm. um, with Harley Quinn. It doesn't change any of that. But I just want to tell you from my perspective what that story was speaking to. Uh, and we started this conversation with like a, a lot of about psychopathy and conduct disorder and things of that nature. Because I want to draw the distinction between what we have in our society and what I think the Joker movie kind of was. Uh, spoiler free, but the philosophy of the movie will be exposed right now. Um, I think in that movie, it was the story of a man that was a psychopath mm -hmm. who already had the built-in system to be a murderer, mm -hmm. trying to be a functional psychopath. He was trying to live the life that we're supposed to live. And at some point in the movie, he realized that that's not what he was. And then he started acting upon being a psychopath. Mm -hmm. um, in that movie, it does give a lot of details about what he went through, about the struggles he was having, about being down on his luck, about all of this stuff. And that's all true, but I don't believe that part of it is the story that led to him becoming what he was. I think he became that because of his predisposition. There is no component of the DC Joker that separates him from being a fucking psychopathic lunatic. I think that distinction is going to be difficult for people outside of mental health to make though. Like the average person isn't going to look at it and say, well, psychopathy is something that you just had. You know what I'm saying? Like they may look at 
the things leading up to it and say, well, this turned him into that. Yes, but the reason that I'm making that distinction now is because I just read through everything that identifies conduct disorder that leads you into psychopathy. Mm -hmm. The kids that are doing mass shootings have no traces of those things. Mm -hmm. Maybe one or two of them, yeah. but definitely not in such a short period of time because these kids have been relatively low on the radar. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've seen those kids be isolated and they've seen those kids be bullied and they've seen things happen. But those kids weren't kids who were the bully. Mm -hmm. Those kids weren't kids who were the ones that was aggressive and harming animals in the community. There is no any of the shooters that have been shooting up these schools that are young. None of them has had those experiences that indicate that they may be a psychopath. What we have in our society is we have access to guns, access to people in mass. We have people who are isolated and socially inept to the point that they don't know how to communicate with people and they don't understand how to manage their anger. So with all of those things combined, they make the decision to shoot people. And we know that their decisions because every single time there is a manifesto mm -hmm. that talks about how they chose to do this and why they chose to do this. That is a different dynamic than Joker. Yeah. That is a different dynamic than uh than that. So, I'm just challenging anybody who was drawing the parallel to Joker inciting incel culture as a reason for boycotting it, which is involuntary celibate. We had a show about that. Look it up. It's some crazy shit. Mick toes, mm -hmm. um, all that shit. Men go their own way. That shit is, is creepy. But a lot of people were saying that this is going to one incite incel culture. Number two, people were saying that this is going to give a sob story for the white men that walk around our country and terrify people by shooting up a church of black people, by going and shooting up a Walmart look for Mexicans, by shooting up a mosque, by shooting up a goddamn movie theater, mm -hmm. by shooting this. They saying that this story was supposed to be something that gives them a pass and gives them an out. But these are two wholly different things from my perspective in watching that movie. The ultimate rhetoric in that movie was the haves versus the have-nots, which is essentially the Gotham story. The Gotham story is a lot of people who have shit and a lot of people who don't have shit and the fucking bullshit-ass interactions between them. I mean, you can go back to look at um, the Batman that had Bane in it. Mm -hmm. That was his whole thing. You know? I fucking grew up in a pit, bitch. <laughs> Fuck, I got you goddamn y'all rich out here doing shit, politicians crazy and shit, like corruption. What did he say about darkness? Don't quote me, but he said something like, uh, you merely adopted the darkness. I, I was, grew up in that I shit. I was born to it. Yeah, I was it. born in that shit. Um, um, Leroy Ketchum could do it really well. He but, can. Uh, and he should Leroy Ketchum send us a recording of you doing that quote from Bane the quote from uh, Bane and Batman and that bitch gonna be on next yeah, week yeah he does a really good job um, when you were describing this just to give some for people that haven't seen that movie but used to watch Dexter what you're describing is Dexter for anybody that didn't watch Dexter was a show about a psychopath 
who realized his uh, stepfather realized or adopted dad realized that he was a psychopath when he was a child and realized that you know this nigga is gonna be out here doing some ill shit so what he did <laughs> was directed that where dexter killed he was a serial killer he killed people but to distinguish between or to make it uh i want to more socially acceptable maybe he only killed people who got away with crimes so if somebody was tried for pedophilia and they were found not guilty even though they were guilty of that shit dexter was coming for your ass and he killed them in, in horrific ways he had a whole fucking setup that was covered in plastic because he was a blood spatter expert and so he knew what the police would be looking for fuck fucked you up <laughs> he already was a soci- he was a sociopath that was going to probably be killing folks and shit anyway and his dad saw that he just kind of redirected it that the issue became when people he cared about um were not the best people or were found not guilty of some shit that they had done and he had you know because of what he had set up (laughs) he kind of had to take their ass out too but that's what that reminded me of is just the whole concept behind dexter dexter was always going to be a serial killer he was always going to kill folks but because his dad saw that in him at such a yet because he was killing animals and shit when he was a kid and his dad was a police officer so he knew what the fuck this was going to look like he convinced him if you're gonna kill then it needs to be these people that deserve basically to be killed <laughs> so if you've ever watched dexter that's what he's describing i haven't seen the joker movie but that's what i that have never seen of. an episode of dexter but i know it's where one very popular meme comes from and it's this black man that be like surprise motherfucker <laughs> that's all i know about dexter <laughs> i know that that meme comes from the whole concept was him being a serial killer that killed people who had done wrong and he became a blood splatter blood splatter expert so that he could work for the police and always know if they were ever on to him but yeah that was this he it he there was no sob story he you know he i think that something did there was a reason why he ended up getting adopted but his adopted family was great (laughs) but because he just had that predisposition um his dad already knew what it was it wasn't no excuse i mean this is what he was gonna do so he felt like if he was gonna kill people it needed to be and he only killed people if they got found not guilty so if you didn't get punished for whatever it was that you did and you did it dexter was your punishment and his punishment was forever So, what you got next? Um, go. Uh, let me add. Go see the joke movie. Um, if you know you didn't buy into the boycott stuff and all of that stuff. Uh, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> just so y'all know that I've learned how to pronounce Joaquin at this point. What was the thing? Did a really good job. That you. Cole pointed out. Tajin? No, it was another one. It was a sports oh, figure. Uh, I've been saying um Roger Goodall. Roger Goodall as it comes to the uh what is it, the uh, head of the NFL? Yeah, I guess. It's Roger Goodell. 
so <laughs> I am smart at what I'm smart at. <laughs> uh, English and language is not one. I kind of read his name on a piece of paper. I've never heard his name said because I don't watch nothing sports related. So I just kind of went with my own thing. So I try to own up to my faults when I make them. So I fucked that man's name up. But that fault is still not worse than letting five of your family members burn to death in a fucking trailer. True. So Very for true. what it's worth, I've owned up to my tiny little blunder. Well, I'm going to move away from all of this heavy shit. Uh, Amber Rose gave birth to her second child. All right. It's another little boy. You know what the fuck she named this child? What's your name? Slash Electric Alexander Edwards. Now, who named who who named this person? This it's Amber Rose baby. Her name, her baby's name is Slash. This yes. her second baby. Yes. Who this baby by? I don't know this nigga. <laughs> it's by a rapper. Oh, uh, he. I asked um, what you call it? I asked Cole because you know I don't be knowing who these niggas is. He said he do A and R for some record company. Oh, he's a level above rappers. Well, but he got green hair and face tattoos. What do I mean? That's the same thing. He might me. not be a step up. He might be a step down. But Slash. From Wiz Khalifa. Now, the Wiz, Khal- with Wiz Khalifa. Yes, and his name is Sebastian, and they call him Bash for short. That's not his government name. This child's government name is Slash well. Electric. That's fine. Is it though? Cause like she's gonna be like, "Hey, bash and slash, come <laughs> here." <laughs> got say, a surprise for you, bash and slash. They sound like a damn hitman squad that you call in to fuck fucks up. No, no, they sound like a fucking band. Bash they and sound slash. like Slash and Bash. Goddamn, slash, that's gonna be a band name. Slash is a guitarist for. Okay, so he it's already somebody no, named Slash. But that's his stage name. That nigga's name, the white man's name is not actually Slash. He's what is let me see. Now I got it. Slash. What is Slash's real name? Guns and Roses. The guitarist for Guns and Roses is Slash. Saul Hudson is his real name. Saul? Yeah. Shit, I want to be Slash too. <laughs> Fucking Saul. <laughs> Saul Hudson, but he's Slash. His stage name is Slash, and he plays for Guns N' Roses. Get that's not his fucking government name, Slash Electric. He like, <laughs> I just look. Listen, people. Okay, your DNA combination with you and your significant other is what makes your child unique. Okay, that's what makes them unique. Not these bullshit ass names. And why don't we just name our children like number one and number two then, huh? <laughs> Let's just name them a number since the name don't make you are who you are. Erica Badu named her child seven. So it's bitches out here doing that too. And I had somebody. <laughs> it was, what was it? I want seven, eight, nine were the names of her kids. I think it was seven, eight, nine. I was like, so when you get the next one, it's going to be 10. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> they was in a lab. They were made in a lab. <laughs> Vial seven, vial eight, vial nine. <laughs> seven, eight, nine. I remember see I was like, why would you do this to these children? They gotta live with these names. This nigga gotta walk around the slack. And I don't know how 
this, and <laughs> that's uh, the reason I was asking Cole who the baby daddy is because I was trying to see is Slash gonna have to have a regular job? Depend because Amber Rose, I don't, I don't know about she ain't got long money. Amber but. Rose just need one more baby from somebody that got loot. And she'll be fine for a long time. Yeah, but what about the kids? I'm saying he got to walk around with his name being slashed. You know what I'm saying? Her mama can secure enough money for their kids to be able to invest that shit and do shit and not worry <laughs> about it. Did you know if you like, after you turn 16, and these numbers might be slightly off, but there is a certain type of account that if, when you turn 16, if you put $100 a week into that account, by the time you're 40, you can have a million dollars in that account. Damn. Did you know that? No. Yeah, uh, I learned this at like a, a seminar that I was at with this woman who was talking about financial freedom. 30 years too late for me. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm telling the kids on my caseload that shit. And and I'm like, because the account that I'm talking about makes nine, uh, 9%, I think, per quarter mm. on it. And uh, she was just having, uh, and I was having a conversation with my brother. What some people do is they'll save up enough money and they'll have a million dollars in that account. And, and they'll live off the, the $90,000. Like, yeah. they'll live off the $90,000 per year that you get for that shit. Mm -hmm. Or per however long you get it. But, I don't know. Somebody with some financial uh, insight, let me know how, how to become rich. <laughs> At this point, I'm 35. <laughs> Without crime. Slash electric. Slash a fucking electric. What kind of bullshit is that? I just, I don't know. But what you, what have you thought about naming your kids? What names have you thought about? Jaden. I don't know why I like Jaden, but I just do. Um, I don't think I ever had no girl names. <laughs> Nothing crazy. Like, I, I don't, my, I just, I don't, I, I feel like my kid is going to be unique because it's my kid. So, like, I don't need no fucking crazy name. He don't need no fucking crazy name. So, like, my kid going to have regular fucking names. Or me and his dad are gonna fight, cause if his dad want to name shit like Terry and Philip, I said Jaden. Jaden, no, you can't name him Jaden. Why can't I name him Jaden? Jaden is what white women that got black kids named their kids. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden Smith is completely black. He is the exception to the rule. Well, my kid would be too, cause I like that name. Go down, go down uh, your favorite school systems list of uh, <laughs> of uh, Jadens and go see what their fucking parents look like. Them motherfuckers is white women. I like, but Kel the kids is half black. I like Kelsey. Kelsey, that's white as shit. I just like the name Kelsey. You can have a black ass kid. I know a black Kelsey. I know a black Kelsey. A black Kelsey. She's the exception to the rule. I know four white Kelseys. <laughs> That's the, that's a lot for me. <laughs> there might be some other black. I don't know, but I like the name. Um, I mean, I'm just seeing where you're gonna be at. Name your kids. Look, if my child's father has an ugly name and we have a boy, I will fight about not you not having a junior because your name's fucked. So that would be an issue for me. Like I get where you're coming from, my dude, but your parents named you this fucked up name. We're not doing this to our child. He's not gonna be a junior of your fucked up ass name. So my cousin named her child Ashton. I like that name. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that name. Yeah. Their last name is Street. So Ashton Street? His name is Joshua Street, 
she is now Danielle Street. She used to be Danielle Hill. Okay. And they made his middle name Maine. So they gave I was this with kid you up into this point. Look, they gave him a prop middle name because of the last name. Like that's the only reason Main Street. it makes sense to give him that name. It's kind of like all of Kanye West children's name. Yeah, I know. So I told her I'm gonna Terrence Howard his name every time I see him. I'm gonna be like, "What up, man? <laughs> that's all he ever gonna hear from me. Like I'm gonna die, and when he get up there and talk about his cousin, <laughs> he gonna be like, he always said, "What up, man?" <laughs> <laughs> and and she gonna be like, oh, why would you? And I was like, you named him that. That's your name that <laughs> you chose. I'm gonna say that shit how I want to, okay? Because you <laughs> used the prop name for this kid, and now I'm gonna Terrence Howard his ass every time I get a chance. What Dude. up, man? What would you name your kids? Have you come up with any names? I've only come up with one set of names, and and it's it's weird. Okay. And it ain't gonna happen. But if I ever had a set of twins, which twins are coming for somebody in my family, because I got twins in my family. Okay. They would be they would have to be two girls. Okay. And they would be named Anola and Alana. And they would be spelled the same forward and backwards. (laughs) A N O L L A. Or A L L O N A. You want them to be palindromes. That's yes. what that is. That's what that's gonna be. That's I was like, damn. If I have twins, them will be some cool ass names to have for my twin girls. That'll be cool as shit. That's the only one I got. Palindromes. That's funny. That is funny. And it's not bad. Anoya just sounds like um. It was a girl at AUM named that. It's she a- was from Jamaica. It reminds Caribbean. me. Of, maybe it's no, Louisiana. That's what that reminds me of. It's from no, yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, I and I, it just, you know, at least slash mama is somebody that's semi-famous. You know what I'm saying? But like y'all regular motherfuckers that be naming these kids these dumbass names make me so angry. That kid is gonna have to have a regular job one day. And you didn't gave him a deficit starting out with this fucked up ass name. Your kid is unique because of your combination of DNA. Okay. They got a unique fingerprint that the police can use to track their ass down. They are unique enough without you giving them bullshit ass names. <laughs> My God. Okay. So I'm going to read off a list of popular games okay and i'm gonna see if you know who makes these games probably not probably not but i'm gonna see (laughs) world of warcraft i know the game but i don't know who makes it. it's all the same company let me just list them world of warcraft overwatch hearthstone heroes of the storm diablo 3 i love that game i play Mm -hmm. diablo 3 starcraft 2 warcraft 3 starcraft um a lot of crafts yeah it's a lot they ain't really had to do much you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh at this point we get into older games and just different versions of the same games that I've, I've listed but the company that made these games is blizzard entertainment oh okay i feel like that comes on before i played diablo so yeah that sounds familiar i know you've heard it but do you know what's going on in hong kong no all right 
Hong Kong has been having protests since about June. Okay. And the protests are because uh, the somebody in their pop political sphere, I don't know who that person is. Um, I didn't get that deep into figuring out all the different legislators, but they proposed a bill that changes uh, extradition laws um, oh. for Hong Kong. It would basically uh, allow China to keep uh, people who have committed crimes in China rather than ex- expedite them, extradite. extradite them to their other territories like Taiwan and Hong Kong. So what this legislation seeks to do is take power from the hands of Hong Kong's independence. And you got to understand for somewhere like Hong Kong, where people like, like China governments like China are constantly trying to like take over and limit their ability to be an independent nation. Mm -hmm. The people will look at a law like that as, okay, that's a problem. So the law, she introduced the law. People didn't like it. A million motherfuckers flooded the streets. So they canceled that shit. Uh, They canceled that meeting. So she was like, okay, I'm going to suspend this legislation, stop these protests, and we'll have this talk later. That didn't make people happy. She suspended the legislation, and two million people came out into the streets. And those protests are still happening now. Since June? Since June. Like, people are coming out. I mean, there's been people killed. Like, shit is going bad in Hong Kong as far as these protests go. Now... What Blizzard has to do with that is that there's a game called Hearthstone that I mentioned in the game list, yeah. and the Grandmaster Champion, who is referred to as Blitz Chung, he, in his post-win interview, supported the Hong Kong protests and supported the independence of Hong Kong. So what Blizzard did after that is they banned his ass. They banned him, and they took his $10,000 prize money that he had from that shit. Okay. So this created a really, really big backlash. Like employees are mad at Blizzard. Fans are mad at Blizzard. People have been boycotting Blizzard. And right now I'm just kind of finna go down the timeline of what's happening. So um, Blitz Chong gave his little speech he said liberate hong kong and um he had a mask on covering his face at this point hong kong has banned people having masks on because of this shit going on um and uh the rule that they used to ban him said engaging in any act in blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public disrespute offers a portion or a group to of the public or otherwise damages Blizzard's image will be removal, result in the removal of grandmasters and reduction of the player's prize to zero U.S. dollars. Um, And that ain't surprising because a big holding company in China is the one that owns uh, part of Blizzard. So clearly Blizzard has ties to China that would potentially be a conflict of interest as it pertains to allowing free speech. Mm-hmm. You know, um, let's see. From that, what happened is 
um, Blizzard employees started protesting. So in Blizzard, when you go in there, there is a uh, there is a sign that says "Think globally and every voice matters." People they came into work and covered that shit up with paper, like they covered that shit up with paper because apparently this one this one to move. Um, and not only that, but so because this this whole thing like so for Blizzard, when you play World of Warcraft or any games, you got to sign in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Blizzard used to have the option to delete your account. So a lot of people went in to delete their accounts to find that deleting your account has been removed as an option. Oh, shit. Yeah. In the United States, there is a law that that um, you can't keep a player from being able to modify their account. Mm-hmm. But stopping them from deleting it is not a part of that law. So while they allow the users to edit their accounts and shit, and you used to be able to delete it, they've taken away the option to delete it now. So it's clearly a war of Blizzard with the people. But the biggest issue is that a lot of people are saying that, uh, one, Blizzard does not, um, Blizzard doesn't support the freedom of Hong Kong. So Blizzard is like, is an advocate now at this point, it seems, for the liberation of Hong Kong. Because that's how people are looking, not the liberation of Hong Kong, but the oppression of Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Because that's how the Hong Kong citizens are looking at it, you know? Uh, another criticism is that Blizzard this tournament was in the US so and this was uh, somebody from Hong Kong Blitz Chung is from Hong Kong and he's playing in the US tournament mm-hmm. the uh, American counterpart to the, the protest is saying that China is using their platform with Blizzard to globally suppress speech so what so basically china owning a part of blizzard and banning blitz chung in the united states is a way for china to implement their uh their laws here and their suppression of speech here so the u.s got a really big problem with it and it's a bit really big backlash and that shit is crazy because Blitz, uh, Blizzard is saying that they don't, they didn't ban him. That they're banning him don't have nothing to do with China. Like that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. This, it's just like any race that say this don't got nothing to do with race. It's like why would you say it got? Well, yeah, I mean China. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got to deal with China. So you know what I'm saying? We make this. You know they can't say that. So this was a pop up story that Colin threw. In the mix while we were um, while we were talking, but I was aware of what's been going on. But I don't fuck with no Blizzard games except Diablo. Okay. I beat Diablo. Yeah, I have with, with a monk. I beat it. I had the Necromancer. I beat it with a monk. I played it a couple. I've like played through characters, so yeah. I wanted to, but that's just not in my DNA. <laughs> I'm not gonna play through another game twice just to do it. But. I think that shit's crazy, man. I think that we are so, most of us are so blind to the shit that's going on in the background. And I think this is just another another reason. It's just a situation where you dress up, put on a pretty game, and we play it, and we get enjoyment and entertainment out of it. But, like, what do you do when your favorite thing gets controversial? Because there's people that out there who only play fucking World of Warcraft and Hearthstone and all I these never other even, games. I've heard of World of Warcraft. I've never heard of Hearthstone. But, like, 
I've asked this question before. What do you do when your favorite thing fuck up? Are you strong enough to participate in that shit or not? But I just wanted to throw that story out there, man. Just, oh, man. Hong Kong. Did you know that they were making a New Jack City sequel? No, but it ain't surprising. They keep making sequels to every damn thing. So, and Wesley Snipes spoke on it and said that some things should be left alone, and I agree. New Jack City does not need a fucking sequel. First of all, Nino Brown died. What is the sequel going to be on? Because that old man killed the shit out of him when he got away with that in court. I don't know. Maybe Pookie a businessman now. Pookie's dead. Oh, Pookie died? He killed Pookie. Damn, I just don't remember shit about Pookie, New Jack City. Look, Pookie died, Nino Brown died. Oh, he just became a crackhead. Um, Nino brother, I forgot his name. Sit your five dollar ass down for I make some change. Him, I can't remember his name. All of them niggas died. Like what? It, some stuff don't need a sequel. New Jack City is one of those movies that is just a good movie on its own. It's a classic. You go watch it to to see Pookie. Well, I mean. It don't need no sequel. And it's not going to be good. I guarantee you. Because, again, none of the original characters can be in the movie because they all fucking died. <laughs> all of the main characters, with the exception of Ice Cube. <laughs> the, the cop. Yeah. Everybody died. It's possible to be good. No. It's some it stuff that's connected to the old shit. Some, I mean, it got to be its own movie just with the name. It had to be like Joker. It's going to have to be... I mean, if they just using the name familiarity to tell some story that ain't got shit to do with the other shit, then that could work. But if they trying to figure out how to make this shit connect to what that shit was, that's going to fail because it's going to put in the, in the viewer's opinion, it's going to put us in the mind of comparing them shits. Yeah. That's what it's going to do. If that's the route they take with the shit, I just don't think they should take that route with it. And I think they'll be fine. I don't, I just, that that I heard about that they're making a prequel to Training Day that does not have Denzel in it. Why would you make a prequel without Denzel in it? I don't know. So it's same thing. Like that's what I think <laughs> they're doing with a lot of these remakes. I think they're using name familiarity to drive how many people are going to watch it, which will drive how much money can be made from. You got coming to America. I think they use a name familiar. Oh, I think coming to America is a genuine project because they bringing everybody back and yeah. adding people. They bring it in coming to America too. They're bringing everybody back. That's still alive. That's yeah. still alive mm -hmm. in that movie, and so I think that is more a um, a more complete project in that regard because they're. They, we already know that they're connecting it to the last one by having everybody in it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these movies are just using name familiarity to kind of drive sales. I, I mean, it's just I, New Jack City wasn't a movie that I ever was like, they, they, damn, I wish there was a sequel because it ended so finitely. Like there was nothing else to add. Uh, Nino Brown got away with it. They let him off. And that old man killed his ass, and that was the end of the movie. That was the ending. There was nothing, no unresolved you know, nothing. You know what I think would be better for them to do? I think what would be better for them to do is to make a movie that is a part two to New Jack City, but don't call it nothing like that. 
just call it something random and put references to New Jack City in that movie and let people connect that shit themselves. That's how you're going to isolate it as your own movie. Like if you're going to use like Nino Brown family or some shit who trying to take up the mantle of what they was doing, then have a picture of, New, of, of, of Nino Brown on the wall in one of the scenes, but don't overtly say this is the second part to it. I feel like or, a prequel would have made more sense than a sequel because like you could see the rise of Nino Brown and see how he became who he was. Cause like when New Jack City started, he was already Nino Brown. Like he was who he was. Well, you you think? I promise you that when they pitched this movie, they went to everybody who was in this movie to try to figure out who we can get to do this movie that makes sense. Who can we get to be a part of this movie? But everybody died. That's what but I'm what saying. I'm thinking, <laughs> what I'm thinking is it wouldn't make sense not to have gone to them about a prequel first. And then when you find out that don't nobody want to be a part of it, you be like, well, we'll just make our own shit. Well, hell, they could be a part of it. I mean, they didn't age so much for a prequel. You're going to have to get young man, actors that look like them. Nah, they couldn't be in a prequel. Oh, uh -uh, that shit they done done with Gemini Man, with Will Smith. That shit is possible. I haven't seen a preview for Gemini Man. You haven't seen a preview for Gemini Man? Mm -mm. I heard about it, but I haven't seen a preview for it. Whatever technology they use to de-age Will Smith. Mm-hmm. You can tell. It's kind of like you could tell. And uh, mm. uh, did you see Justice League? No. So in Justice League, um, Henry Cavill, mm -hmm. he he had a, a mustache for another project, and they needed to reshoot some scenes for Justice League, and he wouldn't cut off his mustache. So he recorded the scenes with the mustache and they superimposed the mustache <laughs> off. So you could tell there was something about him that wasn't quite real, mm -hmm. but you could still tell they did a good ass fucking job at carrying out what they carried out. So it's the same thing with Will Smith. I mean, you could tell the younger version of him has been de-aged, but you could tell that they had to use one. It's like that fucking like Russian application that came out about us aging ourselves and oh, de-aging yeah. ourselves. Like it's the it seemed like the movie version of that shit. But would New Jack City have the same budget as a Will Smith blockbuster Gemini Man? Like I don't think they would have a budget for that for it. Cause like New Jack City the sequel is gonna speak to a very specific public. Will Smith movies be crossing by racial boundaries. New Jack City 2 is not <laughs> gonna do that. I am not saying that's the case. I'm just saying if I was about to put together a New Jack that's connected to New Jack, mm -hmm. then I would try to get people to be involved. And the only way to get people who have died to be involved are people who are do is doing a prequel. Well, Wesley Snipes, who was the main character, that he feel like some shit just need to be left alone. So. Yeah, because he can't be in it. Somebody nah. probably dissed his ass. Wesley, you too old for this shit. Okay? <laughs> he, Damn. Again, it'd have to be a prequel because he died. Like, look, we can do a prequel. Yeah. I can put on some young people clothes and just look <laughs> little. You know what I'm saying? Just and uh, what's that dude name that played his brother? I can't. He been. He was in Jason's lyric. He was like in a bunch of them oh, kind of dude. movies. The light yeah. skin dude that played in everything in the nineties. Yeah, he was the brother to Nino Brown in New Jack. So he would need a young, be younger. Uh, Chris Rock would need to be a younger Pookie. <laughs> if you, yeah. Um, Ice T would need to be a young police officer. Like it, it was just. It could be done. It could be done, but I don't think they would have a budget for it to be done. <laughs> Cause of the kind of movie it is like again new jack city is a specific there's some people who listening to us right now i don't know what the fuck we <laughs> they have no idea what new jack city is new jack city was a movie about a drug dealer that was 
flooding the 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 neighborhood he lived in with with crack. It was one of um, Chris Rock's most memorable characters as Pookie, I would say. And it was the first time Ice T, who used to hate the police, played the police. Mm. <laughs> he was a detective. He was a DA agent actually. I think he was part of the um the drug. <laughs> hilariously enough before he went to law and order he was on new jack city but yeah it's apparently they're making a sequel i am yeah i don't like new jack city i still i think i do i have new jack i don't think i got new jack city but if it come on tv i'll watch it really yeah am i my brother's keeper yes i am Just like them little movies like that, like Juice, like they just, they just, they good on as what they are. <laughs> like they don't need to make no remakes, no sequels, no prequels. Just leave the shit alone. Make new things. Why are people not creative? <laughs> All these damn remakes. Make new things. You just showed me the thing with Robert Downey Jr. You're gonna be Dr. Doolittle. Yeah make new shit please somebody come up with some new concepts god damn just going to the movies seeing the same thing over and over again just with different people playing the same characters billy porter's gonna be the fairy godmother apparently in the cinderella live action remake y'all don't know who billy porter is he is a man that plays in the is it was it on netflix the show pose I want to say it was Netflix. It's about the ballroom scene in the gay community. If you don't know what that is, look it up. <laughs> all of these, like, all of these sayings that you hear women saying all the time, like, getting her together and those kind of things, those are kind, those are the kind of things that derive from ballroom. Like, a lot of gay culture has seeped into regular society. People just don't know that that's where it come from like drag queens and shit though they come up with a lot of this terminology and people don't know that they are the creators of it or the originators rather but ballroom they get dressed it, it's a whole it, like just look it up it's an interesting concept but anyway billy porter is a black man uh who will be playing the fairy godmother which is Inclusion. Yeah. That's what it is. That's all you got on that? Yeah. A Tatiana Jefferson. A Tatiana is her name with the A on it? All right. Mm -hmm. That shit got four A's in it. God damn. All right. Who is she? <laughs> hmm. Who is she? You just said her name and just stopped. She is the next person who was shot in her own home during a welfare check. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, now, the police didn't go inside, but what happened was a neighbor, it was like 2, 2.30 in the morning, had uh, called the police to do a welfare check on her. And the police went to her home to do a welfare check on her. And the reason is because her door was open and the lights were on really, really early in the morning. Now, after the police got there, they were going around the house and they were shining the light inside, apparently. And uh, they saw her figure stand up at the window. They told her to raise her hands 
and then shot and killed her. And I am perplexed by this situation. Just got through with one of these situations, and here we go a fucking again. What are the rules? What what the fuck are police officers supposed to do? So, okay, I understand the neighbor. All right. They have no problem with the neighbor. Yeah, they were yeah, concerned. There's been nights where our door in the apartment has problems. The screws that you screw in on the plate that holds the doorknobs together, it comes it, it blocks the door closing fully sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when I close my door in the back room, the pressure pushes this door open. Mm-hmm. So I've woken up in the middle of the night sometimes and come here and the door is open. You know, now we happen to live in an apartment that's closed in. So the only people that would ever walk by and see my door open are the people directly across the hall from me mm-hmm. as it's not outside. But if I lived in a house and my lights were on at two in the morning and my door was open, one, if I was your neighbor, I wouldn't go over there trying to, I wouldn't go over there ringing the doorbell and knocking to see what's Hell no. I probably would call the police. I would to call do a the police, but I ain't check. coming over there and doing shit. So, neighbor, I think they're right. Now, when the police get to your house, that's what the problem. What they supposed to do? Like, if the door is open, do you knock and ring the doorbell to see if somebody comes? Do you go in, or do you walk around the house with your flashlight glaring into the inside, seeing if you see somebody? Now, I don't know. I guess going in wasn't. To be honest, if she they would have went and ring the doorbell, she, she came, came to the, to the door, door and be like, "Oh, we didn't so realize the door." So apparently that didn't happen. They didn't. They didn't even try to ring the doorbell to see what was going on normally. I guess they came there and assumed that it must be a crime going on, and so they went around the house so paranoid that they saw somebody through the window and shot somebody through that window, not knowing who the fuck it could have been. Now he say. That it was a perceived threat. Of course it was. But I'm just wondering what the police supposed to do now. They haven't released the officer's name, but he is he was he joined the force in um, April of 2018, and he's been put on leave pending an investigation. So, ooh, this is gonna be the ultimate test. This is gonna be the ultimate test right here. Is he gonna be able to get away with this? Because. If you're a white male police officer, you got to do some real bullshit to go down. Okay, they took down a black police officer that shot the lady, even though I don't think he should have been. They took down the white police officer lady who went into the man's apartment and shot him. Now, he completely got the fuck off. I mean, she completely, like, she got off. She still got 10 years. But for what she did, oh yeah, that's she nothing. got off. She's mm-hmm. supposed to be serving a life sentence she is. for what she did. And I guess her being a police officer is what gave her that shield of protection. Because the reality is, can't nobody in this country walk into somebody's wrong apartment and kill them because they felt like they were threatened. Can't do that. You're going to jail for the rest of your fucking life. So the only thing that had to protect her was the fact that she was a police officer. Um... And uh, I'm just tired of these stories. So at this point, it's going to be the ultimate tale if this white police officer gets off about this. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm 
And I'm not saying I, I don't believe he gonna get no time. I don't believe that's gonna be the case. I think he gonna get away with this shit, and that's what it's gonna be, because that's like the story of America. Like that's how this shit is happening. Like police officers get away with shit like this. You white police officers, white male police officers. Shit, if you black in this country, like you can't mind your fucking business in your own house. Like literally minding your fucking business. And again, it ain't the neighbor. The neighbor it makes sense that you would be concerned. Thank you for calling, but like the police get there and this what the fuck y'all do? That make me not even want to call the police for people because I don't know. I'm I'm thinking I'm helping you out, and you end up getting fucking killed and shit when they were supposed to be doing a welfare check. Like how a welfare check end in death by the officer? <laughs> the fuck? Like I'm just so tired. It's just tiresome. It really is. Now, this is the setup. Because you we what's finna happen is they finna start to besmirge this girl's of name. Of course they are. They finna go and find everything they can about her are. ass, any issues she done had, has she had her children taken away. We finna know everything about this girl's life. So Of course. This shit finna get irritating. Because, because right now, do. look, this is what they say. Police did not release any additional body camera footage except for two steel frames appearing to show a firearm the officers found inside the home. It's unclear whether Jefferson had been holding the gun at the time she was Man, shot. Bye. Now, one, I would ask why would she be holding a gun? But number two, if the police officers are walking around her house with flashlights looking in, shining them in the window. Not saying, hey, we the police. Not saying, we the police. It is plausible that in her own fucking residence she would be holding a gun because she's scared of what that might be. Or, or, let's get this. If if there was some kind of threat at her house, like somebody kicked her door in or some shit, and she was legitimately preparing herself for an intruder to be there, and that person left, and it happened to be the police, you know what I'm saying? Like, the police got to have some kind of rule set by which they handle this shit. But I'm going to tell you right now, don't call the police on no fucking welfare check on me. I just rather die by a regular nigga that's robbing my ass than to get killed by the police because they came to check on me. I'm telling you the truth. If you see some shit fishy going on, man, don't call the police, man. Don't call the police. It's sad that you have to feel that way. But it's like, yeah, you don't know how the fuck that shit is going to turn out when the goal is supposed to be for them to come protect and serve. I don't be, I don't want nobody's death on my hand because I called the goddamn. And that police. don't got nothing to do with how I feel about police. It got something to do with me knowing what I look like. I know what I look like. I'm not going to be perceived as the one that they think did the good or the bad thing. You know what I'm saying? I know that if I was working in a company and it was a black, I was the only black person there. If shit started getting stolen, I know people gonna look at me first and be like, shit. Black people do this. Well, if the police walk in, they're going to look at me and be suspicious first. You know, it's like one of them situations where uh, I think in one of them states, maybe Michigan, uh, this uh, the hero stopped the dude that was about to shoot up the club. And then when the police got there, they shot the hero. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and people had to tell him, no, you shot the wrong one. He the one that stopped the shooting, bitch. You know, like, I just. It just becomes tiresome. It is tiresome, and it's just yet another piece of the puzzle to what black people have to deal with in America that maybe it'll awaken another group of white people to seeing that this shit is patternistic and it's not like 
this is the second person in the last goddamn in 2019 and i'm sure it's more that was shot in the comfort of their own home for fucking not just existing. doing nothing <laughs> nothing illegal nothing nothing minding their goddamn business ridiculous just existing so don't let what they about to talk about this girl about fuck you up go find out about her right now before they start fucking up her life and making her seem like she had a problem uh, also how much how much is this happening to white people i think you know fox news and all of these other outlets be complaining about how they're just overreacting you know a real defense would be showing the video of this happening to a white person but they can't do that because it don't happen don't exist man it don't fucking exist um, I mean, the only other thing I have, I don't really want to even talk about this, but Prince's estate calls out Donald Trump for playing Purple Rain during his event. What about why would you even that let me know that y'all don't know what Purple Rain is about? Purple Rain is not the uh, a song that you want to play at a political event. Purple Rain, <laughs> what the shit? And they had already told them they did not want his music used during trump's been they said fuck that shit we gonna play this purple rain today purple rain does not y'all even y'all can't possibly know what the song is about if you that's the song of all the print songs and you chose purple rain all right trump just wants his supporters to be able to say well trump don't got a racist bone in his body he plays that uh that colored fella prince's uh purple rain at his rallies <laughs> How can he not lock black people if he's playing that mip that that prince? <laughs> I tell you right now, if I ain't like black people, I ain't I wouldn't play no monkey at my my damn events. Oh Jesus, not a monkey. I'm just like Trump trying to be down, trying to be cool, he's trying to cater that old school black crowd. You know what I'm saying? And he's doing using purple rain to do it. It doesn't, the lyrics, it just doesn't, it wasn't the right song. <laughs> Even if you were going to use a Prince song, Purple Rain wasn't it. <laughs> but that just shows how oblivious they are. Like, uh, we'll just play some black music. They'll like that. <laughs> they like their like to hear their own music. Trump is not smart. No, he's not. He isn't. Uh, Texas man robs the bank to, the day before his wedding to pay for his fiance's ring and for the venue. If you cannot afford the wedding, robbing the bank ain't it. You gonna go to prison behind robbing a bank to pay for a goddamn wedding and a ring? It's so many better things to rob than a bank. <laughs> you know? I mean, damn, you might have to rob 10 convenience stores to get the same money but bruh banks is penitentiary chances man it is that's felonious and now you're not getting married you're not not to her you might get married to bubba inside but you know what i'm saying married. you went from a whole end of a spectrum you went to finna get married to a woman to finna get banged by a man <laughs> that shit like if you would have saw a crystal ball of how that shit was gonna turn out then he probably wouldn't have done it probably wouldn't have done it listen man look it ain't worth your freedom. Her being able to brag about the kind of ring that she got and shit. Like, it's not worth your free. Is it worth your freedom? <laughs> it's not. I promise you. <laughs> Good Lord. Rob the bank to pay for the wedding. That's not. 
That ain't it. That is not it. And Sesame Street is introducing a character whose mother has an opioid addiction. Who, mama? Sesame Street is introducing a character. The character's mama has an opioid addiction. Good. What's her name? Uh, Carly with an I at the end. It's like K-A-R-L-I. Carly. Carly. Carly will explain that her mom was away for a while because she has a grown-up problem. What? Fucking opioid addiction ain't no grown-up problem. Fucking bills is a grown-up problem. Well, but school debt is a fucking grown-up problem. For a children's show, it is a grown-up problem. Yeah. <laughs> they, they ain't giving the children a healthy understanding of what grown-up <laughs> problems look like. Like, them ain't everyday grown-up problems. Like, I ain't on no goddamn crack, no opiates, and none of that shit. And I got grown-up problems. Yeah. So don't be motherfucking tricking these kids thinking that grown-up problems just mean goddamn smoking some bullshit. Damn. <laughs> This is why you don't let Sesame Street teach your kids. You teach True. your goddamn kids. Tell your kids what you want them to know. Yeah. Well, Sesame Street trying to be more inclusive, so. Of course. They need to put uh they need to put a, a character on there who mama be twerking. <laughs> 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 they need to put a character on there who mama be wearing bonnets and uh oh, and nightgowns to the yeah. school. Shit just makes me so upset because I wear bonnets and I know it's not a hat. I'm here right now. I just did my hat and guess who ain't got a bonnet on? Me. And my hair is not it's in ponytails, okay? It's not it's not like it's done. Shit. They need to put a, a character on that who mama sell some ass for some cash. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of problems out here. <laughs> They need to put a kid on here who's been removed by DHR because they got their ass beat beat. Like beat beat. <laughs> I think they do have, a, did they have a kid that was in foster care? I think so. I'm sure they have. I think That's they got been a foster issue. care kid. Yeah. Like, but I bet that Sesame Street character don't be talking about the shit that they really go through to get the foster care. I know. Like some of the shit I done heard from kids. Man. I'm in foster care because. My mama was sucking dick in the back of the car and we was there in the seat and they found drugs and my mama used to be passed out on the couch. Damn. That shit be happening. Yeah. But I bet they ain't got that Sesame Street character saying that shit. A mama boyfriend sneaking in the room late at night and shit and somebody found out about it. Mm-hmm. They definitely ain't using that shit. They be masking that shit. That shit happens a lot. It is a lot of women. <laughs> Who brings strange men up in their home with their kids? You can't do that. Niggas date you because you got kids sometimes. Pedophile, yes. Yeah. That shit crazy. That shit crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be careful, man. You do. They ain't even looking at you. They looking at your kids. Like, you have to be really careful when you have kids in the dating world. You got to be careful as a single person without kids in the dating world because motherfuckers is crazy. You know you got to be careful. You got children. Hell. I don't even know how you find out. What? I mean, how do you even find out, man? If they a pedophile, yes, sir. It ain't no way to find out for real. Do a background check. 
See if he been you convicted you before. Your kids, and you got to be ready to believe your kids when they say some shit that, that happened. Not to say your kids can't lie, but I mean, if you find it's it's like suicide. Like with mental health, we don't have the luxury of of saying shit like that's they doing that for attention nope. and all that shit. In mental health, we are trained to assume that any suicidal ideations are real. And we treat them as if they're real. And if they ain't real, if they're alive, then good. No foul, no harm. You wasted time, but, you know, it is what it is. But if it's something that is real and you don't treat it like it's real, they, then yeah. you're you're risking a lot more than the time it takes to assess that situation otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's, that shit crazy. It is. So, I think it's better to listen to your kids and believe them when they say this dude or this lady is touching me in the wrong way or doing something versus not believing them when it may be happening. Because now your relationship with your child is ruined and they're going to go to some extreme coping mechanisms to deal with the fact that they've experienced this and they, they the person who is supposed to listen to them didn't even believe that this yeah. shit was happening. So, but, uh, I don't think I've, I've had some more shit I could have talked about. Wait a minute. I had something that I wanted to talk about that I said I was going to talk about. So let me go see what that is real quick, and I'll just go through it real fast. Um, I can't remember which one it is. Oh, uh, a 29-year-old mayor gave his city's poorest residents $500 a month. And here's how they spent the money. So Andrew Yang's political platform is about a universal basic income. And his presidency is championing for a universal basic income. That basically means that everybody gets a stipend from the government that represents a basic amount of money that we should all get. It don't matter how poor you are, how wealthy you are, everybody as an American citizen would get a thousand dollars a month. And there's a lot of places that have been trying out piloting programs to see how this money is spent. And surprisingly, most of this money is spent appropriately. It's spent to actually help them. It's spent on catching up on bills. It's spent on food. It's spent on uh, paying off debts. It's spent on shit that you would expect. But see, our societal rhetoric would lead you to believe that if you gave a low-income family struggling $500, they're going to go spend it on steak, crab legs, shrimp, and crack. <laughs> you know, that's what you're going to think that they're they're spending that money on. Uh, but we got to get out of that welfare queen rhetoric about our society. The reality is we don't have welfare queens. Uh, and people be like, well, they just don't do work and they just get money. You wouldn't trade your life for theirs. Mm-mm. Their life of getting free money and doing nothing for, for it is not better than you working your ass off and getting what you you have. You know, our society has built up this system where we find a way to demonize the poor for being poor while upholding the wealthy for being wealthy and acting like there is no overlap from how the wealthy became wealthy from the poor. And like there is no correlation of how the wealthy make decisions that impact the poor in the way that they are impacted. And so I think we got to change that rhetoric in our society and stop looking at people like that. And the reality is we can change that rhetoric. We can. 
Because the rhetoric for black people on crack in the fucking 80s was that it was something that needed to be penalized and we need to have harsher penalties on substances and for black people. But you know what changed? That rhetoric about substance use changed when it came to opioids in the white community. Yep. When opioids came to the white community, it changed because now it's not about criminalizing substance use. It's about finding help for substance use. And it's about uh, it being a national emergency and investing funds to figure out how to help this substance use. So you know what? That old view of welfare queens can be changed to one that recognizes that poor people ain't just trying to fucking capitalize off of the system, gain from the system, and give nothing back to it. Okay? And a lot of big part of that system was saying that it, it took away the incentive for people to find jobs. Where are the fucking jobs? If you can guarantee everybody who look for a job a job, then fine. But you can't do that. When you, around here, if you go to Inslee, and if you go to Hueytown, and if you go to these little towns, if everybody, every restaurant can't offer everybody a job. Mm -mm. It's too many people that live in these places to get the kind of jobs that people need to survive. So don't talk about it removing the incentive to have jobs if you're not putting forth a plan to increase the jobs. And you can't do that. You're not going to do that as a Republican because you believe in the private market. And you don't believe in the government intervening in the private market. So if don't nobody want to create no jobs, then ain't no jobs going to be created. So I just wanted to mention that. Uh, I don't think Andrew Yang is going to win, and I don't even think I support Andrew Yang as president. But, man, it'll be sure feel good to get that $1,000 a goddamn month. Hell, yeah. It'll feel good at hell. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, that being said, that's all I got. All right. You got anything else? Uh, anything nope. else on your mind? Nope. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.